Welcome to Shift, a College Admissions ACT and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that uses memory-based adaptive learning technology to get you better results in less time. You can get a free trial by going to achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast gets you 10% off at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today, we have Dave Lynch from StudyLark on the line with us, and Dave, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your company, that'd be great. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, it's really nice to be here. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, yeah, so my name is Dave Lynch. The name of my company is StudyLark, and uh, I've been teaching um, all kinds of different standardized test prep for about 20 years. So uh, I've been doing it for a long time in a various uh, contexts. Um, right now, I specialize mostly in LSAT, SAT, and ACT. I do individual tutoring um, from the Philadelphia area, and I also publish some books for um, strategies for the SAT writing section and um, some other tests as well. Yeah, fantastic. And so um, what we're going to talk about today is is how you can best leverage the practice tests that you do have for the ACT and SAT um, by getting your mind right before you're taking these practice tests, right? So what does that mean to you? Sure. So um, just about everybody who is studying for uh, a test will take some practice tests, but I find that there are some effective ways of taking practice tests and some less effective ways <laughs> of taking practice tests. The uh, right. sort of less effective ways would be um, if you just kind of go through the motions, you know, my tutor told me to do a test or I know that it's important for me to do a test. Um but then you uh, just kind of sit down, burn through all the questions, and then when it's done, you look at your score and you say, huh, well, that's nice, I, I went up, or that's too bad, I went down at the end. So that's not really um, effective in terms of uh, helping you grow and, and get better and uh, make significant progress over the long term. So Right. I would also yeah. add to that also um, taking the test not timed. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if you're only doing one section, right, like still timing it. So it's still got the right timing. Uh, and then also the second thing that I would say, in addition to the timing is uh, distractions or being in a similar environment, right? Like if you're taking a practice test in study hall at school where it's super loud, that's not really going to be a very good comp. And you're probably going to do, you know, likely in that situation, you do worse. And then you'd be like, what's wrong? <laughs> right, right. Right. So you got to simulate the test environment and simulate the uh, the test timing. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, sometimes this is referred to as micro cheating. Uh, and it's not even necessarily cheating uh, in kind of a, a deliberate or a nefarious way where you're mm -hmm. trying to deceive somebody. But it's um, any little thing that you do that doesn't exactly replicate test conditions, whether it's, you know, doing the test on your bed or using your phone as a calculator or, uh, you know, going over the time limits or giving yourself credit when you just flip the negative sign and you should have, you know, I'll, I'll give myself credit for that question because I knew what I was doing. Um, like any of those things uh, are going to um, detract from the the usefulness of, of the tests. Um, right. Yeah. Well, and that is the point of this, right? The point is it's supposed to be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's supposed to be an accurate representation of where you're at related to the tests and to the content. So it's not going to be very useful if you are not taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. Like you said, right? You can't just like give yourself credit for answers right. that you didn't get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know if this is maybe too big picture here, but like, why are you taking the SCT or the ACT in the first place? In the first right? place, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like, if you're if if you're just doing it because you have to and you really don't care, then I don't know. I'm I'm kind of surprised you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you if you care, then you should be looking at this as you know, like you're trying to get better at a sport or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like you're you should. It's a performance, and yeah. it's 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 something you're training for. Again, like an athlete. And so if you don't like, if you're just like kind of phoning it in or you're like, ah, like this practice test is something that my tutor told me to do. And I'm, I'm just going to kind of fudge things. You're just, you're just cheating yourself out of the information that you need to be successful. Right. So, uh, one kind of exercise that I ask my students to do, um, and, uh, I, I think if you take it seriously and you do it deliberately, uh, it's, I think a, a really useful thing is, um, it's this kind of like, uh, questionnaire where you're examining your own behavior and motivations in three parts. So the, the three parts mm-hmm. would be before you take the test, after you take the test, but before you see your results and then after you see your results. And so, um, the, the way this exercise works is that, um, before the test, it's just a single question. And that, that question, uh, I ask students to actually write down their answer to this is, uh, what are you trying to accomplish or do as you take this test? And the answer isn't mm-hmm. get a certain score. Instead, it's like, actually, look for an opportunity to practice something deliberate. So for example, try a new Mm -hmm. pacing strategy in the reading section or, um, you know, uh, specifically pay attention to careless errors in the math section or, uh, you know, I just studied the rules for semicolons and colons. So I want to, uh, look for opportunities to use that in the writing section. Or maybe I, um, just learned about a new deep breathing strategy for managing test anxiety in the middle of the test. And so you're saying, okay, as I take this test, I'm going to look for an opportunity to accomplish this certain thing and, uh, and like do something specific that I haven't done before that I want to practice and get better at as I'm taking the test. So mm-hmm. um, that's the one thing that I ask people to, to think through before they just dive in and <laughs> finish the test. And then after they actually do the test, then there's kind of a, um, uh, a sort of separate follow-up um, uh, thing that I ask them to do, which is like a set of six questions. So uh, these questions are, how well did you actually do the thing that you were attempting to do beforehand? Um, mm-hmm. What did you find challenging about this test? Uh, like what mm-hmm. particular question or, you know, what about the pacing or something like that? What do you wish you had done differently? Uh, and what aspects of the test went well? And what was noteworthy or unusual or something that you'd like to discuss together with the tutor? And finally, what's your prediction? for how you actually scored. And I I think especially that last question is really nice because um, it helps people sort of um, test how good their powers of prediction are. (laughs) Usually they're not very Mm -hmm. good. People often think they did far better or far worse than they, than they really did. And so uh, at the very least that helps them maybe get better at this, but it also could um, illustrate to them uh, the disconnect between how they are feeling about how they did versus how they're actually doing. And in some cases that can be good because sometimes people feel very demoralized in the middle of a test because they feel like it's going poorly. But if they've demonstrated to themselves, Hey, I actually suck at <laughs> predicting how I'm doing. Uh, then that can in a way be kind of a, um, a nice thing because it's like, well, I'm actually, it, it doesn't, makes sense to try to figure out how I'm doing in the middle of the test, uh, because it's, it's a pretty hard thing to actually predict. Um, 
So. Right. Well, and also, you're, I mean, I don't really know if there's any benefit to trying to think about how well you're doing. During Certainly the not in the, the middle of the test. After the test, <laughs> yeah. maybe, but not in the middle of the test. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm curious then. Um, I mean, what do you feel like are kind of the so you got kind of like your questions before and after. Yeah. And then one more time after they see the score. Um, if, yeah. 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 So like, I think that th those questions are great. And then I'm curious, like, let's talk about maybe the context that you should be setting up for yourself in order to mentally prepare for things. Right. Like what do you like, you know, I mentioned this already, but like, make sure you have the full time that you can do the full thing and like, make sure you're in an mm -hmm. equivalent environment. Right. So you're, you know, maybe like some people recommend taking the test at home, but doing it in like the kitchen or living room so that there is some activity around you. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you kind of recommend people do to kind of put themselves in the right place to take these? Yeah. Um, one big thing uh, for the current SAT and, and the ACT is make sure you're doing it on paper. So um, I work mm. with everybody um, virtually. And so I'm sending everybody electronic copies of the test, but I think it is important for them to print them. Uh, and, mm. um, you know, because like there's a big difference in the, in the sort of mechanics of underlining things in the reading passage or marking up figures, uh, in the, in, like geometry figures in the math section. Um, and so, uh, you, you know, replicating that. Um, you know, I also like to have people, um, try to think about the actual test day. So what time are you going to get up and what are you going to eat beforehand? And, um, are, how, what are you going to do during the breaks and make sure that all of that stuff is sorted out ahead of time, uh, so that you know what makes you feel good while you're taking the test in terms of a diet, you know, how much energy you need, um, uh, at the break, you know, how you need to manage your liquid intake so that you don't, mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're not suffering in the middle of a, a, a section, um, and, uh, and things like that. So that when the actual test comes, um, you're, you're, you're very familiar and, you know, using the same pencil and eraser and using the same calculator and, and all of, all of those things as well. Um, right. Yeah. Got it. And then any kind of final thoughts on, on getting your head right and being sort of mentally prepared to get the most value of your practice tests. Like, do you have any recommendations as far as like, you should go into, you know, your, your math section with a specific focus on, I'm going to get all the geometry problems, right? Like, is that something you recommend or is it more just kind of, you know, you're trying to just like take it as a normal section? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think like it's going to vary for every person, but I, I do like the idea of having a goal before you go in uh, or like a short checklist of things to remind yourself. Um, so for example, uh, one thing that I want every student doing in the math section is to remember that the, the very last step before you, um, choose an answer is to go read the question again. Uh, that's because it's such a lousy way to lose a point if you've done all the work, but then you solved for X when they wanted Y, or you solved for X when they wanted X plus two, um, or, or something mm -hmm. like that. And uh, so just kind of like reminding yourself of good um, habits in the moment um, 
And, you know, reminding yourself of like, if you just have like a checklist of things that you want to remember, like, did you study some formula the night before the test? And maybe it's a little bit shaky in your brain, but like, if you quickly recall it before you get in, then that's one more opportunity to quote unquote study it um, so that you're a little bit less likely to forget it if you need it in the middle of the section. Um, Right. Yeah. Got it. And any final thoughts on, on mindset? Anything along those lines? On mindset. One other thing that you can do, especially in practice tests, is um, if you have like a separate piece of paper uh, or even like something electronic, is um, mark down for each question uh, your confidence level in your answer. Mm-hmm. So either on like a scale of one to three or a scale of one to five, um, you know, how, how confident are you in this answer? And I find that this can be really helpful when you're going back to review later because um, many times people get into the, the situation where it's like 50-50. You're like, I- I'm not sure. It's one of these two answers and I'm just picking something, but I- I'm not like convinced that <laughs> I really know what I'm doing. If you happen to get that one right, it just kind of disappears from your memory. You're like, well, okay, I guess I knew what I was doing. Or, you you know, it, it doesn't show up as something to to go back and look at um, right. in like a tutoring session. And you're, you're missing out on those opportunities to review um, places where you actually did have some kind of gap in, in your knowledge. So if you're marking down your level right. of confidence, then it can allow you to go back and uh, make sure to revisit the questions that maybe you, you got right, even though you, you weren't totally sure what you were doing. Um, and it also right. al- alerts you to like places where you're like, yeah, I'm totally confident in this question. Uh, I totally got this. And then you blew it. Uh, so that would uh, be a noteworthy uh, thing to take a look at as well. Um, yeah, no, I like that a lot. I think actually one of the primary sort of like leakage points in terms of like your score being lower than you expect on the real test probably comes from those questions where you um, either weren't sure but got the answer right and didn't study it or you were confident and then get it wrong because you're making a mistake that you happen to kind of not make (laughs) in the past right Right. Um, but especially that first group where you're you're kind of iffy but then you got it right so it's not like a wrong question that you review I think that's a really important thing to catch Mm -hmm. yeah I agree great and then any kind of closing statement or closing thoughts on this topic Uh, yeah maybe one other thing which is um, it goes beyond just the mindset of uh, what you're doing as you're uh, going into the test and and that is Mm -hmm. um, all the various ways to review afterward um, so obviously you're, you're probably going to go over the questions that you missed, but one thing that I like to encourage people to do is keep a list of ones that they've missed in the past. And then after around like three weeks or longer, uh, go back and redo the questions. Uh, I call this like a revenge drill where, uh, if you can kind of compile ones that you've missed and perhaps you talked about it with somebody and you figured it out and you understood it at the time, but can you really recall that or reproduce that three weeks later when it's not so fresh in your memory? Um, so right. that's another way of like still continuing to get use out of the practice tests uh, for a long period of time, not just right there in the moment. Great. Love that. Thank you, Dave. Sure. This has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world. Hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Dave Lynch from StudyLark. You can get a free trial of Achievable's ACT course by going to our website, achievable.me. And if you like it, be sure to use the code podcast to get 10% off.